The Cod, episode 11. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back again live with your co-hosts, Ryan and Paul. Yep, Paul and Ryan, um, special guest today. Yes, sir. Thank Fred Marshall. Yeah, that's what right. a blessing. Yeah, thank you. Hey, entrepreneur, uh, go getter, motivator. Come on, what else, Fred? Give us some. <laughs> you know, just a, a student of life, man. I'm just, a, you know, man. I'm just a missionary, bro. You know, I wouldn't. I, half of the time, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I just pray to God and just let him let let him show me the way. You know. All right. Right. For the most part, bro, I don't even like labels, man. I just, I do whatever God tell me to do, bro. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so give the people a little background, man. Let them know who you are. Who is Fred Marshall? Well, uh, Fred Marshall, if you if you let the world tell it, creative genius, uh, visionary of the collective concept at RethinkDifferent.com, you know, uh, a brander, a creative, a, a, a brother, a, a, a son, a husband, um, a man of God, uh, photographer, a basketball player, uh, man, uh, mentor. I got a dog barking in the background. Mother-in-law's knocking on the door. <laughs> hey, hey, he's a family man. Definitely a family man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, so during quarantine, during quarantine, twenty twenty, Fred. I just want to ask, man, um, how has this period? Uh, giving you more vision than any other period in time in history. This is a lot going on right now, right? It definitely is. You know, like if you really look at it, I mean, history is repeating itself. You know, if you really take it, if you really look back, I mean, if you even go back to the 1930s, you know, the the state of pandemic, uh, the state of entrepreneurship, the state of commerce, the state of uh, our world, our government um, is very similar. You know, I, what, one of the things that I do appreciate uh, is the technology behind the world right now. So now we're able to see exactly how beautiful and con, how ugly the world is for what it is in real time. You know, things that we weren't able to see before. So like when you asked me about uh, the times that the world is in and the state of emergency that we're in, because there's a lot going on. Uh, from a business standpoint, I feel like we have more access, more resources than ever. Um, I do believe 2020 will definitely generate new billionaires, you know, because oh, yeah. anytime there's a down uh, in the economy, um, the ugly news, the World Wide Web, I feel like there's opportunity in good and bad, you know. Absolutely. So it may not seem favorable to us. There's people making millions of dollars uh you know probably quarterly if not weekly or monthly or daily to discover a vaccine you know yes. for you know for covid so you know which for the world that i'm in for is advertisement and branding communications um it's that that opens us up to things that i've never even thought about far as vision you know i do believe minimizing to maximize so for me uh being able to slow down after a busy year last year, coming home thinking that I'm about to do a week of spending time with my wife and then get back on the road 
uh, God has really sat me down and it gave me the opportunity, most importantly, to really, really focus on what matters in life, which is the time that I actually blessed with. Because we can always get more money. We always get more opportunity. We can always uh, create new opportunities. We can always give opportunity. We can always, you know, uh, not all of us are blessed to have another day. Some of us are fortunate to have this day. But, um, you know, t our time is very, 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 very limited. And you don't know when that clock's going to start ticking. So the vision that I have uh, for this year, it's, uh, it's been renewing of the spirit, of the mind, of the heart. Gave me a chance to really, like, really take a step back. Paul, you know, I've been go, 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 go. You know how when we started the collective, how we was on. I mean, it was nonstop every day. And, I, and ever since that day, I mean, since basketball days, you take it back to childhood, I never really took a day off. So this time has really gave me a chance to just like really enjoy myself, really focus on me, not necessarily a client, a business, a vision. I just been really, really focused on me and my spirit. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of re really starting to ramp up for 2021, which that starts today. You know, it started, it started, you know, way back when though. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the people who don't know, explain what Rethink Different is. Rethink Different is a branding agency. Uh, I like to say innovation, but I think that goes over so many different people's head because, you know, when you look at invention, invention is when you're creating something that never existed before. Innovation is when you take things that actually exist and then you do something different with them. So you create something new with things that already exist. So we're an innovations agency. More so from an ideation standpoint, we're blessed to have the talent to be able to take those ideas and that innovation thought process, the innovative thought process, uh, and then use that into something tangible, whether it's a website, whether it's videography, whether it's an ad campaign, whether it's a, uh, consulting a Fortune 500 company and, and, and stepping into a boardroom with uh, amazing minds and brilliant people that's doing, you know, amazing things and top it at their game and helping them rethink the way that uh rethink their approach rethink their ideas rethink their creative rethink their product rethink their company you know rethink their vision um so when you think about rethink different you know it really is based off of not me it's a we thing um i just been i just been blessed to uh birth it you know god gave me the vision and but i'm i'm only as good as the team that i surround myself with because the company the company rethink different uh you know our goal is to help athletes and entertainers achieve their goals so we are selfless you know it's it's not about that's why you it's it's going to be really tough and paula tell you to find any advertisement any marketing even our our social media is blank because the goal is to really take pride in putting who we service in front of us even if you don't know who we are but because we've taken that approach, the love approach of self-sacrificing, you know, uh, I feel like that's what has taken us around the world, has blessed us with the opportunity and the word of mouth. So uh, Rethink Different is a, a innovative branding creative agency. Right, right. And, and you know what's so funny, Fred? Because you mentioned uh, you mentioned you're only as good as who you're around, right? And I remember me and you having a conversation before about like the mastermind, you know what I mean? Your, your team. Um, yeah. can, can, can you go a little bit more into that or what that means to you? Well, what it means to me, right? Like, so 
you know, that, that mastermind is a, it's a serious boy now because, you know, it's one of those things where you gotta, like, I feel like all great leaders are the best followers, you know? So that mastermind approach in business, you know, you can, most people think it's a thought process or it's, you know, being the smartest guy in the room. Actually, it's the opposite. It's, it's accepting your weaknesses. To me, this is what I feel it is. I feel it's accepting your weaknesses and finding those weaknesses in other people's strengths. So I don't necessarily, and, and I feel like a lot of the, the, if you really study great businessmen, Warren Buffett, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. I mean, you look at Phil Knight over at Nike. You look at some of the greatest corporations, the, their structure off of the mastermind prophecy, which is, you know, allowing people, allow surrendering to your weaknesses, allowing people to operate in their strengths. So if if I'm coming into, I don't need to be the smartest room in the guy and at the board table. I don't need to be the most creative, but I have to. I have to know that I am not because I'm not. I surround myself with the people who are. The people who are the best photographers, the people who are the best business strategists, the people who are the best bankers and finance guys, the people who are the best real estate agents are who, whatever the, the occasion or the opportunity calls for. I, sur I take pride in surrounding myself with people who I feel are greater than me and my weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. That allows them to thrive. And it makes me look like the mastermind because I'm, I'm just smart enough to connect the dots to say, hey, man. I'm not really that great and I don't really want to sit down long periods of times creating copy. Well, let's go and talk to, you know, XYZ over at Nike and get their copywriters because we have access to them. Exactly. So let's go and get the best photographer out of Chicago that we know of or the best painter to help us with this ad campaign for mental health awareness. You know, so to me, the mastermind the mastermind isn't the smartest or the greatest person in the room. It's the person that knows how to surrender their weaknesses to other people's strength and then get those other people to rally around that same concept. Yeah. Yeah, man. You gotta, you definitely have to be an orchestrator. You have to be an orchestrator and, uh, you know, I guess know how to organize and manage the team that you put around you. Um, I guess what are, what are some of the most recent clients that you've worked with who would, what are some names that we would be familiar with? Um, I could take it back early. I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, Brandon Marshall, uh -huh. you know, Rob Receiver. Uh, also somebody very close to me, my, my younger brother. Uh, yes, he, gave me my, he, he's, he put me on a major platform and put me in some of the rooms where I actually I wouldn't say, uh, uh, you know, I deserve to even be in a room, but I learned a lot. And I've mm -hmm. earned the spot that I've earned. You could say uh, I was just recently out in Australia with Aaron Brooks, NBA NBA ball player, amazing person. Uh, most importantly, an amazing father, very strong leader. But uh, man, uh, by him getting hurt in Australia, which was unfortunate, um, but it gave me the opportunity to really connect with Lamelo Ball and JJ. He's going to be the number one draft pick. So I spent the last three or four months with them while we were there. Um, Aaron got hurt pretty early. Samantha Johnson, uh, Cal Prater from Chasing Greatness. Uh, Samantha Johnson's the Black Rose. I, I like to say the collective uh, coined her that, but she's taken that concept and that identity and and uh, and she's manifested it and taken it to, to greater lengths with her creativeness and her business connections and uh, her personal brand. 
Um, we can go all the way down from Under Armour to UAS line. You know, that is, I still got the presentation decks when my brother called me, hey man, I want to do such and such. And I, and like, he just put the idea out there and I actually had to create it. We pitched it and sold it to Under Armour and out, we pitched it as the gray line and then the okay. gray line got turned into UAS, um, Under Armour Sportswear, which is their lifestyle brand. Under Armour did not have a, 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 a sportswear brand, a streetwear brand, uh, until we put that concept in front of them and had them rethink their different. Yeah, exactly. Now I remember that I he, he 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 was the Under Armour guy for Chicago for a while. Yeah, he was the face of Under Armour. They yeah. opened up that Under Armour branch. Uh, they opened up that Under Armour store a because the market needed it and called for it. But mm -hmm. he was the face of Under Armour Chicago point blank period. Like they opened that store up with his face all over it. Um, mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate that. That team got dismantled, but it was a blessing because he got a chance to move on uh, with his career and, and, and do other things that allowed him to broadcast and get his message and his mission out there in the world. Um, yeah. If you wanted to know a little bit more about some other, we work with Nintendo, um, man, CBS. We put a Showtime deal together. Um, Project 375, which also goes back to Brandon. Uh, we've worked with, um, you know, what? To be honest with you, I think the greatest people that we work with is the team itself. You know, I really take pride in building a vision up with the internal team more so than the client work. And yeah. it's, it's crazy that I say that because most people's businesses is really focused on making more money, gen generating more opportunity, you know, getting, getting in the green, staying out of the red, dollar cents, numbers, graphics. I, I really care about the people that has bless me to get to where I'm at. Like, I wouldn't be where I'm at without Paul. I wouldn't be where I'm at without Brandon Comfort, Brandon Best. I wouldn't be where I'm at without Mikey Lowe. I wouldn't be where I'm at without a Samantha Johnson, who is also part of our creative team, who's also started off as a client, and Cal Prater, who's also one of our, our co-creators, but um, he's on his own mission, doing his own visuals, which is amazing, and it's good to see that him thrive. And I remember he started asking us about his first camera. Hey, man, what does this button do? What does this, now the man's making movies and right. winning awards doing so so it's a it's a blessing to see that um but i think our greatest clients are ourselves okay go 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 deeper than that man what, what, what do you so so are you saying in the aspect of experience and creating those bonds and and, and the networking that we get from it or or helping it helping each other accomplish each other's dreams mm. and i feel like that's what team's about right like all right, we look at it like a basketball team. If you look basketball, football, team structure, if even if you put the team structure in corporate, you know, the greatest person in the room is not the, you know, to me, if you ask me, Paul, I think you've probably heard me say this before. And if you haven't, it's, it, well, if you don't remember, it's okay. I know I've definitely said it before. I always consider myself never the CEO, even though, you know, legally because I started a company and the role that I assume makes me the CEO. Not that I'm better or I deserve that role, just I assume that role because I took on that responsibility to play that role. You know, it was my responsibility to do that. But I also had the mentality of the janitor. So if you look, if you go to the bottom of the, uh, the and when I say bottom, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about hierarchy, who's better, who's smarter. I'm talking about in a sense of payroll, right? Like 
the pay. I would love to be the janitor. You know why? The janitor can tell you things about the company that the CEO absolutely does not know. And I say this respectfully, the, the janitor can tell you who's doing drugs on a weekend. He can tell you who just sipped the beer and left it. He can tell you which, which ladies on her menstrual cycle. He can tell you everything who's clean, who's messy. He can tell you everything about that company from a personnel standpoint that a CEO doesn't really focus on. The janitor is the first one to arrive and the last one to leave. And you would think that would be the CEO, but it's not. So the mentality of uh, self-sacrifice or the, the team mentality is no matter if it's the CEO, no matter if it's the, the janitor, they all each, we all have to play a role. And each role, no matter what you get paid, is vital to that team or that company's success. If the janitor doesn't show up and does his job to make sure things are neat, organized, clean, uh, set the tone of the environment, you know, uh, create, because the janitor is the one that creates the initial presentation for the company. When you walk in, how do you feel? What do you smell? What do you see? You know what I mean? That sets the tone for the work day. If, it, if the janitor didn't do his job or her job at night, sets the tone for the first person of an employee standpoint to sit down on a computer and say, dang, it's crowded in here. It's messy. I don't feel good. It, I'm not organized. And that cloudiness in the mind obviously creates in a performance. So to get back on track with that statement is, um, you know, helping everybody achieve their dreams starts with everybody understanding and knowing their role. If, if, if I know my role and what I'm supposed to do, and I know what my weaknesses are, not my strengths, because our strengths we do naturally. I don't naturally have to go out and be, uh, you know, and I say this not in the third person, like I, uh, a fr the Fred Marshall personality. I don't need to be Fred. I just got to understand what my weaknesses are and surrender those. So if, if, my, if my goal every day, I'm already doing what I do naturally in my strengths. I do that waking up, going to sleep. I just do, it's just who I am, what I do great and what people know me to do great. I focus on my weakness so that therefore I can make that my strength. I can become a student to my weakness. I can then... I don't necessarily need to play that role, but I want to understand what makes my weakness that person's strength. Well, what makes that person's strength mine and how do they do that well? So I become a student to that, that mythology and that mindset because now I'm sharpening iron. I'm sharpening iron with my strengths and I'm sharpening my iron with that person's strengths to my weaknesses. So from a team's perspective, if I can say, man, damn, I don't care. Now I got my feet up on a Sunday, man, man. I'm about to go and get real creative and kumbaya. Man, you know what I mean? I want to I, I wanna express myself in a different way. But you know what, man? My brother P just called me. He want me to jump online. And I'm going to do that. Exactly. That's what it's about. I'm going to sacrifice the things of me running out to my office right now to say, man, let me be here for my brother. I want to support this. And I want to be involved. So... It, it may have took me a couple of phone calls, a couple of drop calls, a couple of doo-doo-doos and batteries done to get me out. <laughs> we ain't going to lose a beat moving forward. You know why? This yeah. ain't got to be my strength. This ain't got to be my passion. But because, because I'm on your team just as much as you're on mine, I'm going to do whatever the team needs from my strengths and what I'm learning about my weaknesses to bring to elevate this platform. Absolutely. And that's, to me, to answer that question in a long, drawn-out way, that's what it's about. It's about, hey, look, man, you're helping me, I'm helping you. We're in this together. 
it ain't just the collective ain't just about hey man everybody help me and help us help us do this and work on this client no but what are you working on p a b best what are you working on how can i help you hey bro how can i help you like what can i do to help you with your goals and your dreams and be a part just much as your team as you have been a blessing on to me and mine and anything i've ever done right. to and me that's what it's about and that's what the best companies the best people are made of is is their self-sacrifice and their servants now yeah. see what i hear what i hear you saying is that everybody has value everybody has value in the company um everybody so so definitely i guess in your in your industry relationships are huge how how important would you say relationships are to rethink different it's the most important actually it is the it is the number one currency to any business is the human resources sure. the biggest in in look at any company the most money goes into HR department. Why is that? Yep. The human resource. You're and excuse my language, but can we do it? The company ain't shit without the human. Yep. Everything yep. is human design driven. Your product, your service, your company, everything is designed to get a person to stop, focus on you for a little bit and, and invest into your company or purchase <laughs> something from your company or give something to your company. That's what we are. That's what we are trained. That's what is embedded mm -hmm. in our minds is to get people, especially in our industry of creative advertisement media, is to get somebody to stop and say, damn, I'm gonna choose Reebok over Nike. Today, I'm gonna go with Under Armour over Reebok. And though each decision comes with an emotional, uh, emotional investment, an emotional attachment, I may go personally, me, I'm gonna go wear my Adidas when I'm cruising. Hey. But I'm going to rock Under Armour for pride, but I'm going to cop mm -hmm. some Nikes to go hooping. Each one of those decisions on what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, I've invested into a, a, a brand, an identity that right. I can see myself in first, which makes me say, damn, yep, those all white. It's something about those all white, not Nikes, those all white three strikers that I want to cop those. And it go back to run. My Adidas. Come hey, on, man. Come you were just talking about that. Like, <laughs> you feel like I'm investing emotionally into a brand. So me uh -huh. understanding that the human resource is the most important resource to any company, I actually focus on the human resource more than I actually focus on revenue generation. Exactly. Because I know even if as a, as a young entrepreneur, I know that my time is coming. I know that my I'm not going to miss the opportunity that's meant for me. So mm -hmm. if, if I got a million dollar deal and it don't go through, I don't get mad. I just say, thank you, God. I'd be a little like slump, like, man, I just, man, that was a million dollar deal. I ain't had mm -hmm. no million dollar deals yet. I put something together. <laughs> so so put it in the air. You know, but those million dollar deals that are coming, I've been, me personally, when I say I, I'm not talking about rethink different. I'm just talking about my hard work, me, my grind, what I do for, for, for me every day. I wake up focusing on people. I don't wake up focusing on the dollar. I don't wake up focusing on the opportunity. Through people, I, uh, revenue is generated. I get phone calls to people that I met in LA. Hey man, I read over your site. Hey bro, I didn't even realize when you first sent me that link, what you did. Hey bro, can we sit down and chop? Hey man. I'm not ready yet, but I know somebody who needs you right now. Right. And bro, 
the I look at it like a magnetic force. It's like when you operate your business from a spiritual standpoint, and I'm not, I don't get me wrong, I'm not a holy, 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 holy. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm God fearing, but I'm not, I'm not holy, holy. You know, I'm not talking around the Bible 24-7, but I walk around with what I believe in my heart. Exactly. And I, I, I know how God in spirit work in my life. I can yep. see it. I've been I've been walking through Chicago, literally crossing over the riverbanks, and a homeless man to say something that I only I heard. Only I heard it. Like, like if he was talking to me, I acknowledge him, say what's up, keep pushing. And what that man spoke would come full tuition full in my life that day or somewhere in the near future. Like if God was speaking to me. So if a, if you, if you're a smart like you know entrepreneurs work for free we don't work for money anyway so mm -hmm. if i know if i know as an entrepreneur my career is going to be based off of and judged not and, and rated off of not how many dollars i made because at the end of the day we don't know what's in each other's pockets but the amount of lives that i've affected the amount of lives that i've impacted the amount of lives that affected me and impacted me that is my currency that it, the people is my currency. People is my wealth. Because even if I have zero dollars, I can make a phone call and create an opportunity off of that relationship. And the smarter you get with your, your connections and your resources, the more that that force becomes magnetic. The more that it, it everything that you've worked hard for, as long as you think it, you believe it, and you go for it and you keep going, it's going to come to you. You don't have to do nothing. And the sooner we as especially, you know, young multicultural black men and women, our generation, the sooner we recognize that. The only thing I got to do is really believe in what, what Fred's saying is I got to just think about what I do, obsess over it, think about it, put that energy into, into it, feel it, speak it, do it, and it will happen. And that's why they say the genius is not how smart you are. The genius is never giving up. Because the only reason why business fell in the first place is because people give up on their businesses. Exactly. People walk away, which means you didn't love it to begin with. So if you yeah. don't love what you do and you don't go, if you don't love it enough to do it for the rest of your life for free, you'll never be successful at it. And that there's, there's millions of uh, Steve Jobs clips talking about this. Will Smith clips talking about this. Steve Stout clips talking about this. Jay-Z clips talking about this. Anybody that has been ultra successful has really spoke on the same thing. Even Future has put it in his song that he's a street nigga. Hey. <laughs> one day, hey, one hey. thing that I never gave up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remind hey. you, nobody built like you. You design yourself. <laughs> yourself. Hey. Now, when when are we gonna see? When are we gonna see rethink work with Steph Curry, man? Because I know he's he's had some uh, problems with his signature shoe at Under Armour. He's I, he's been in the news a few times complaining about you know if my issue was a nike y'all would take it seriously i think he needs some young blood behind him to like really like gain some energy behind his uh signature shoe you want to know what's crazy about you saying that i just got goosebumps and maybe this is god using you to speak to me i didn't even know steph was having troubles hey. with a shoe because i never even paid attention to the brother's product like that 
I just know he's an amazing, talented yeah, dude. And the crazy thing about it, when, mm -hmm. when we went the first time that me, Brandon, Louie from the foundation, we went to Under Armour's headquarters off of Baltimore's, right off the riverbank. Mm -hmm. their, their headquarters literally sits on their river and yep. overlooks the opposite side of the yeah. whole skyline. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that knows mm -hmm. has been there, you can Google it, you can see it. The first time we walked there, they took us into the boardroom and they was talking to Brandon and showing him some concepts. And, um, and they, put, they brought in some shoes and they were the Steph Curry's, his very first shoe okay. that he didn't even know existed. Yeah. We seen them first. Hey. Me, Brandon, our team seen Steph's shoe before Steph even seen his very first shoe. Obviously, that first shoe was the mock-up mm -hmm. concept to get him on board, a little yeah. extravagant, it pops, and then they tone it down to make the proper adjust adjustments so that he can actually mm -hmm. play in them. But Steph Curry wasn't even with Under Armour uh, at the time that we seen his shoe that they were going to pitch to him. Right. Just and the reason why he went with Under Armour versus Nike, and I don't know if the world noticed, this is insider information, uh, is because Nike actually used a mock presentation they put his name in it wrong they spelt his name wrong and they pronounced it wrong they kept calling him stefan and it's stefan and his dad stopped him in the middle of a, a presentation said look son we out of here well because they keep getting your name wrong that means they don't care about you ouch they nike Ooh. messed up his name in a presentation multiple times that's the reason why he went and sat down with uh under armor and under armor wound up getting that deal but here was the thing remember kd at the time was going for a 300 million dollar deal with with yeah. nike so under armor was so slack nobody seen the steph curry deal coming this all the right. information so excuse me i'm just get i'm gonna give y'all some <laughs> so, it's the flavor man Nike had first right of refusal to KD. So, but in that in this contract, they had to match or give a greater offer than his initial than his, their competition. So Under Armour threw out a knowing that they was never going to get KD because of that first right of refusal, never was going to get KD. They threw out a three hundred and something dollar million dollar deal over like a less than a ten million span. Nike was so fixated on not losing KD, so they countered, they were so focused on the KD deal and messed up Steph's deal that it allowed Under Armour to steal Steph from Nike. They never wanted KD. They wanted to distract Nike away from Steph to get him and make him the face okay. of basketball. And that's how they got it. So, <laughs> hey, now, now look, I was just gonna say, that story brings us right back to how important relationships are. Somebody at Nike should have been on top of it and said, this is how you say this guy's name. That, that little detail. So you telling me, so you telling me there's no basketball fans or young brothers in there that could have been like, Hey, this is Steph Curry. <laughs> like, like, you know, pronounce his name, right? Put some respect on his yeah. name. If you're trying to lock this. Put some respect. And to be honest with you, he's arguably one of the greatest shooters of all time. If not the great, we've never Absolutely. seen anybody. In, in our generation, we had a Reggie Miller, a Steve Kerr. We had uh, Dennis Smith from, from Orlando Magic. We had our great shooters in our era, but nothing like Steph. Exactly. But if Under Armour was really smart, they would really listen to the kids, to your point, Pete. They would listen to the kids 
I would actually mm -hmm. let the kids design the shoe. Hey man, he need rethink different. Yeah, I mean, I would personally let the kids. When I when I heard streetwear, that's what I board. started thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, who's wearing this shoe? Yeah. Who's wearing this shoe? Young hoopers, the, the young kids. I mean, exactly. what? You you go on Nike. You can go on Nike's website right now and do what? Design your own Air Force One. Design your own uh, training shoe. So I mean, that makes perfect sense. But it also to a testament to Nike. A, Nike was one of the OGs in the game. Under Armour's a little young and still fresh. They even did a celebration when under when Nike tried to buy them. We're not selling. And they did this whole pep rally at the uh, the facility. Nike was trying to buy Under Armour. And they the, the CEO of Under Armour made it seem like he was going to sell. Rallied the whole crew together. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody, anybody that worked for Under Armour was at this pep rally. And then just said, we're not fucking selling. And everybody went nuts. But that goes to show you how how far un, how competitive Under Armour is, but how young they are that they don't even they didn't even have a streetwear brand, nothing that you can wear in the streets everyday clothing. Well, yeah. so I got on underwear, I got on Under Armour underwear right now. I got on Under Armour socks. None of that stuff existed until UAS, which was our gray line. Innovative, man. Like you said, you rethought different and innovated on something that was already available in the market. So, so but it, st it started with Brandon's idea of just having some sweatpants. Exactly. And I kind of want to uh, pivot on this. We got a couple more minutes left in this interview. Um, so I, I just, to anybody else who's out here right now, because we actually had another guy who was, in, who was in the tech industry on one of our episodes. And I, and I kind of want to ask you from, from your creative, from your business standpoint, uh, as far as small businesses are concerned, because a lot of small businesses are being hit really hard by COVID-19. And, and to go back to what you said earlier in, uh, in the conversation, you mentioned that there are some opportunities that you've noticed. You know what I mean? There are some things that you've seen that are going to make people, you know, money, obviously. Um, if you can sit down and talk to an entrepreneur who's struggling with his business, you know, what advice would you give him? What, 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 what edge would you tell him to, you know, I mean, what pep talk would you give him to help him or her, you know, yeah. um, move their business forward? Absolutely. Number one is the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Like, a lot of people, when they think about business, they think about... Uh, uh, and I used to be very guilty of this. You think about like the big idea, the big office, the big team, the big opportunity, and you go and you're swinging away trying to hit these home runs, but you didn't do the fundamental work, right? P, like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll use us as an example and the hard work that we put in to build the collective, which has then spun off into all these other amazing things and amazing people doing other amazing things. Um, it all goes back to that human resource that we talked about. You know, like me as a as an entrepreneur, what I would say is always most importantly, it's like um, um, uh, Tommy Westbrook. Westbrook worked from Chicago, a fitness instructor. Like he's a guru of fitness. He does like a lot of celebrities now. But when we started, it was just us trying to help him get there and him help us get right. Tommy came to me once, and I'm going to use this as an example. I'm going to use myself as an example, my own real life experience. And I never knew this about myself. I just was doing the work. He said, Fred, you're like Noah. And I get goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now every time I think about it, like literally chills and goosebumps. <laughs> he said, Fred, you're like Noah, like Noah's Ark in the Bible. And I was like, I said, hold up, bro. That's heavy, bro. You just, you got you to gotta really say that again, bro. That was heavy. You, right. you can't compare me to Noah and not explain that to me. He's like, Fred, because like I watch you every day build something that 
you you don't even know if it's really going to happen. You're just building this arc in the collective, but you're expecting this flood and this overflow. And I was like, damn, that's right. Because my focus was not on the money. I know the money's coming. I know those opportunities are coming. I know my chance to work with Steph Curry and design those sneakers and put that campaign together is coming. I know that for a fact. That ain't even my question. My question, because God already put it, it's already in my vision. Because it's in my vision and we just, and bro, you just spoke that into my life. You did, you just spoke that into my life and I received that blessing. So because it's in my, because it's in my mind and I can see it, I don't need to do anything more than the tactical things, meaning like the small things until that opportunity hits my desk. If your business is getting hit hard in a time like now, that told me, to my point is that you didn't do the foundational work. You didn't focus on the people. And nowadays, everybody want to reach a million people, have a million followers, want to be an icon or an influencer or, you know, a brand, a walking brand themselves. You know, we took the approach of building up our network, our hands-on network. I mean, I can call you, get you in one ring, two rings, and we live. Right. Nowadays, we don't need two or three phone calls to get what we need to get done because we have those relationships. So our marketing, in a sense, and I'll answer the question, I'm using this to set up my answer, is if you focus on doing the foundational, the foundational work, who do I need to know? What do they look like? Where are they at? How can I position myself in their world? Your business don't get hit hard in 2020 when a pandemic hit because you have those relationships in place. You have the foundational work. And that's what my boy, uh, Tommy Westport was telling me about being Noah was, I wasn't, I was focused on the people that strengths were my weaknesses, everything I needed so that the business was organized. I was like, man, I took the second bedroom and turned it into an office. Me and my wife, both of our businesses were started in 3807 in that spirit bedroom, P, when you come in, you make a left, you make a right, first room on the left, second room and down the hallway was our bedroom. That first room on the left after the bathroom is where the collective was started. Yep. Bro, we used to fit 10 people in that little ass room, bro, having meetings, bro, with one desk, sitting around one desk, man. 10 people in a, a bedroom, made it feel like an office. Then we outgrew that space, I took the carpet up, and then my, my wife started her business there. Now we both got offices and store and commercial fronts. But the foundational work was done in that spare bedroom, focusing on standard operating procedures, focusing on the right paperwork, the right legalities, making sure I'm taking the right steps. Right. I went down to my boy, uh, I went down to my boy who's, a, uh, he basically deemed the collective a Fortune 500 company without being a Fortune 500 company. He said, Fred, we give away, we invested millions of dollars in the companies that don't even have one of the folders that you got in your computer organized. So Fred, you got a whole corporation organized and ready to go, ready to go. If I hire somebody, it's a process, it's on paper. And I can show people because we did the work, I can show somebody and teach somebody how to use our structure and it'd be written out in plain words and black and white. Everything from hiring to firing to HR to contracts to to tax tax and legal from tax and legal, bro. There's nothing that I have 
not thought about that we did not build exactly. before I went after the first client. We was working on clients while we were still building the business and didn't even know what we, I, bro, I was just taking on clients to buy me more time to keep building the business up from a, from an infrastructure standpoint, not how it looked, not, not how big we can seem, not how much money we were making, man, let me just take on one client to give me enough time to sit in this goddamn room long enough. So when we go after the big fish, and that flood come, we floating, we ain't drowning, we ain't dirt, we're not missing a beat. I, I always told myself when it came to business infrastructure, it's better for me to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Because how am I gonna go close a deal, but I ain't got no, le no legal work for me to lock in the client contractually? How can I hire somebody if I ain't got the right HR uh, in place? Now I'm doing double the work and I'm burning a candle on both ends because I'm trying to hire you and build the HR department while I'm hiring you. Why not build the HR hire in, uh, department and then go hire whoever the hell I want? Wow. So that's, that's what I would recommend to any entrepreneurs. Focus, keep it simple and focus on the foundation okay. and keep and stay open and flexible to where you can pivot. You, like you can pivot. You're not locked into being something that times may change and you need to you need to be able to move with the times so if you lock yourself in in 2020 hit and your foundation ain't solid and you didn't do the infrastructure you didn't build your infrastructure properly your resources your contacts your network your your paperwork your business completely sad like you should be able to go into your computer click on a folder that says back office and i can ask a What's your, what's, your, uh, what's your EIN number? And you should be able to find that within a matter of 30 seconds in a computer. AP, let me see your financial forecasting or let me see what your, financial, your financials look like the past six months. Yeah. And have that in my, and literally give that to me within, within minutes, within an email, within minutes. And I feel like because we built that infrastructure same thing I would tell the next man, next woman, the next entrepreneur, anybody who's going after their own. Build your infrastructure, build your foundation, and keep it simple. Because when you, you're only one person, one person only has 100% focus. So if you got a podcast, a day job, a baby, a wife, that 100% focus get broken down to 25% that you can focus on each thing. So you got all these wheels cranking and running, you're going to burn out because you don't have that much focus. There's not enough time in the day for you to focus on all the wheels this, this turning. So if you can keep it simple, focus on one thing at a time, build one thing up and make that one thing great, put that in a vault, move on to the next thing, build it up that way, your business is always going to be strong. And then therefore, even when you're not working in your business and you move on or you've elevated, you can then start taking off your hat and passing those hats, meaning responsibilities, roles, and duties to somebody you can bring in and train how to do it the way that it needs to be done your way, if it's your business, your vision, if you're that type of you know, entrepreneur slash boss. Some people, it's my way, this is how it is. Me personally, I take the approach, hey man, you come in, you handle this, here's, here's what you need to know, here's our culture, Here's how we move, how we think, what we do. 
And before you even get that role, we make sure we vibing with you right. We making sure that there's some chemistry there, that you are like-minded, like-spirited, A like B like C like. So by the time you assume that role, you already, we're not putting you in the role of your weakness. We're putting you in the role of your strength. Your strength. We don't want you to focus on your weakness. We want you to focus on your strength so you can let me do handle your weakness because I'm strong there. And that's where the great, that's where the whole team is the CEO. The collective, the rethink, the whole team is CEOs. There ain't no boss hierarchy. There ain't none of that. There ain't no traditional corporate structure. Why? Because everybody's a goddamn CEO for what they do best. Everybody's a business partner to me. Nobody's an employee. And if you and if you give people that ownership and make them feel like they're invested, they work that much harder, man. They work that much AT harder. AT&T. That's AT&T. AT&T, when you get hired, they give you stock. And the longer you work with them, the more stock they give you. That's AT&T. That's why AT&T does not lose employees. They're wow. too invested into the company. All right, smart. Smart. That's a fact. Hey man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Ready, so you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Stay ready, man. It's a war going. Stay on. ready, so you ain't got to get ready. That's what I heard. Hey, hey man, that's a fact. That's a fact. Everybody's got to be prepared. Everybody's got to be prepared. I think this conversation is going to help a lot of people. It's going to get a lot of people motivated. It's going to get a lot of people some direction that they need. Because there's a lot of people out here, young people who, who have those ideas, who have talent but they might not know the direction. They might not know where to go, where to place their energy. So I think, I think this uh, conversation is gonna help a lot of people out there. Yeah, thank you, man. And I, I appreciate it being a part of the conversation. And to any young person that's seeing this, listening to us three brothers talk in fellowship, the most important thing you can do is whatever you love, Go for it. Don't worry about the money because the money's going to come. Just do it. The better you're going to get at it. The more you go after, the more resources you're going to get, the more knowledge you're going to have, the more opportunity you're going to create. So don't get fixated on what you don't have. You got your life. You got your health. You can think. You got a couple of resources. You get. If you're watching this, you probably got an iPhone. That's all you need to run your business and find what you need to find for your business, your ideas, and your goals. Go for it. That's it. It's really simple. Hey. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Hey, full speed ahead. Yeah, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. That's right. This is the kind. We got Fred Marshall on. And where, where can we where can we link with Rethink Different online before we go? RethinkDifferent.com. I'm Fred Marshall on, on IG. Rethink Different slash underscore on uh on IG. But RethinkDifferent.com is probably the best way of going about it. You know, we're not in it to be famous. We're not in it to be you know, the most known, we want to be, we like the 300. We want to be small, quiet, powerful, impactful. That's our motto. So I, it's more like a secret society of creatives, and all we ask is trust. Come on, man. Hey. I like that. Hey, Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Cod, it's Ryan and Paul. Hey, hold on, Fred. Yes, sir. Episode 11.